Hey everyone, welcome to JoJo's World. Good morning and salutations from the wide land of Morio, where children are alive and rats are killing the children. <laughs> but the adults are already dead or something. Where children are alive, for now. <laughs> Let's just say the sewer system is plagued with death. This is our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast. I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Ballantyne, the other one. Of the co-hosts. Bringing you the latest up-to-date, purely journalistic reporting of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. They make the facts, we communicate them. Ethics, morality, good looks. We're all about that shit. Yeah. And we always Fabulous good, fashion. Th- many s- imaginary creatures. Today's episode of JoJo's World is sponsored by... A me. Re- what? I wasn't actually doing the Patreon part in the thing. Oh, I was okay. just... <laughs> Doing some bullshit. Um, this is the 16th episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 4, Diamond is Unbreakable, which is also the 90th episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure in total. It covers chapters 325 through chapter 329 of the manga. Today's episode was brought to you by the wonderful, and I assume very not Australian, Arena Protozova. I mean, you don't know. I don't know. But... I think we might have corresponded with Irina before. I think we gave her a stand message, maybe? Could be. Could be. I can't remember, and neither can you. The past is a mystery, and no one knows memories. Are we living memories right now? Or are we the future? Or are we just a culmination of the the memes that we've encountered throughout our life? Man. Are we human? Or are we dancer? You see... People are determined by their genetics. Okay. The situations and events that they encounter. I'm with you. The memes. Oh. The information that we digest. And their language, which controls their thought. I see. Is there a way to control- Metal Gear Solid (laughs) Five available now on all participating video game platforms. Arena, we'd buy a copy for you. But we can't afford it, even though you've paid us probably quite a bit of money enough to afford it to buy it for you. But you know what? It's fine. We're well, giving all the stuff. I don't know if anyone's given us afford a video game money yet. I'm pretty sure they have. Oh, I suppose so. Yeah. Depends how long they've been around for and, and yeah. at what level. Yeah. Pretty sure they've been very generous. Time, time really flies. I mean, it just passes, you know? You can't stop it. It just keeps going without you. Yeah, I mean, really, we are all just getting one day closer to the grave every time the sun comes up. Yeah. I've been having a lot of existential crises about that lately, and I'm like, man, what happens if just tomorrow I don't do anything? Man, that sounds pretty good. It's. I I mean, I'm very excited, but like, whew. This episode is entitled, Let's Go Hunting. No time for existential horror when you're hunting things. It's an interesting episode. Any preliminary thoughts on it, Nikki? Um, yes. It it's too it's too good. Not in the sense that it's like an amazing episode, but just like somehow he made a story out of this, you know? And not just like any like a a good story where people learn things about each other. Like what? What? It's so weird. We open on an abrupt shot of Jotaro being like, Josuke, I'm going hunting. And Josuke is like, what? And Jotaro says, come on. And then he's like, let's go. And, jo- and that's the Josuke premise. is still like, what? And that's the opening of the episode. That's the premise. That's the <laughs> entire premise of the episode. Jotaro, mm-hmm. sporting his fab new fashion in this episode. Oh, okay. We need to spend a long time talking about yeah, this. Yeah, I'm going to pull up a picky of it. Okay. So we still got his big white coat. 
However, it's a slightly different white coat. Or maybe he's just adjusted the accessories. Yes, either or. Let's start from the top. Sure, he's got a white hat on with, it, a, with a gold brim. And it has a, um, a dolphin in the shape of a J and like a star next to it with like a lion's head. And it's like the mane is the star. So it's like a... Sure. St- it's like a J star, like a, a Joe star. Now, I'm not really sure what you're driving at here. I'm saying that this Jotaro Kujo, if that is his real name, is somehow related intangibly, almost inextricably, to the Joestar bloodline. <gasps> the Joestars of Liverpool or wherever they came from? Precisely. The very same. <laughs> the lineage that keeps on giving. Sure. Okay. Big white coat. Uh, the coat is mainly the same, I guess. He's wearing a pink shirt underneath it with, um... Which he's rolled the cuffs of the sleeves up over the sleeves of the coat. That's new. Wait, are those part of the shirt? I'm assuming so, because you can see they're the same colour as his undershirt. I thought that was just part of the coat. Well, you're a fool, Nick Valentine. (laughs) You know nothing of true fashion. (laughs) What, is it just like a V? A white V on the pink shirt underneath? I think that's a strap. A strap, of course. How foolish of me. He's carrying various satchels and mm. and what have you. Many hunting goods. And upon that coat are a couple of pins. Of course, Josuke's bored into big enamel pin. You are really into pins. Jotaro, I mean, sorry. True. But of course, Josuke is too. He's got that <laughs> gold heart. He's got uh, an anchor or something. <laughs> He's got a thing. We've got to memorise what people look like. It's fine. We just provide details that you already know about. Yeah. You've all seen these people, otherwise you wouldn't be listening to us, except for my friend Bradley. <laughs> Who just listens to you because he's like, yeah, sure, I'll do that. Yeah, sure. He's wearing a, a pin Pins. on the left. When you're looking at him. Yep, when you're looking at him. Stage left. Which is two dolphins, like, smooching such that their bodies contort to have a heart-shaped void between them. Oh, almost showing off his love of nature. Like through... that statue of that one guy, one Greek guy who, like, fucked a dolphin or something. Can I Google that real quick? <laughs> if you need what to. What the fuck? Is that a real thing? Could be Arion, could be thinking of someone else. Anyway, there's a statue. Look it up. So he's got this love heart, perhaps signifying his love of nature. Uh, also just dolphins and marine biology. And on the other, it's just like a big... Arrow triangle. triangle. An isosceles triangle, potentially with an angle of 30 degrees on one side and uh, whatever the other two are. And in the centre of the base of that triangle is his usual, like, hand sigil that's normally on his hat. So he's got, like, a little fisty fist. Yeah. You know, his his icon. Yeah. The thing that he himself is the only person who has this fashionable statement going on for. And yet somehow... He keeps getting new products. Yeah. Where do you think he uh, gets them from? Um, An obscure tailor in Pakistan. (laughs) Maybe when they went to Pakistan, he's like, don't worry, guys, I know a guy. This, that literally happens, remember? He has to get his coat remade no, after wasn't it... Wheel of Fortune burns it up. Yeah, but wasn't it Joseph who was like, ah, we found a dude who can, you know, he's a tailor. He can make you a new school uniform. It's not like Jodoro knew. Oh. Yeah, I wasn't saying that. I was just oh. saying he went to a tailor. Yeah. I was just thinking if, like, the tailor's the only guy on the planet who uses that icon in his wares. Uh, much like the Dwarven Brothers, uh, whose names I can't remember from God of War, were the only ones with that particular icon for their branding for the metalwork they did. Ah, lovely. And upon falling into that feud, they broke that brand and each took half of it. 
the fools. If only their friendship and love for each other could have overcome their petty differences. And then it did. Oh, nice. Spoilers for God of War. Anyway, let's go hunting. So, he's all like, we're going hunting. Come on, let's go. And Josuke is like, do you mean hunting down chicks with nice bodies? I'm really more into pure love, so I've not done that sort of thing before. But hey, if you're into it, Jotaro, maybe I should be too. Don't be a tart, Josuke. Of course I don't mean that. Let's (laughs) go hunting. Okay, here's the thing. When we looked up the name of the episode, Mm -hmm. uh... Hunting? Yes, so when I was looking up the JoJo wiki page for this episode just to do some pre-reading, per the Google title for it, it was Let's Go Hunting in inverted commas. Uh, and I was I was thinking, I was, why would that be the case? That looks really stupid. But then I looked at the, um, you know, they write it out, the Japanese phonetics or whatever you'd say mm-hmm. for it in Roman characters. Romanji. Sure. Yep, it's a thing. I know. Yeah. <laughs> this is what they listen to us for. Yeah. <laughs> And um, it was um, Hantingu, H-A-N-T-I-N-G-U, ni iko. So they're using like sort of the loan word, I suppose you'd call it, hunting. hunting. Or a piece of gratuitous English for whatever reason. Mm. I wonder why. It's a mystery. Mm. And I don't care anymore. <laughs> so they're going hunting. No, sorry. Hunting. They're going hunting. There you go. And... Jotaro is just walking away at this point, and he's like, "Yeah, hey, Akira confessed yesterday. Remember Akira? He had red hot chili pepper. Akira, the red hot chili. I do remember that. He had a sick guitar. Yeah, he shot. He told us he shot a rat with the bow and arrow. So we're gonna go kill that rat. Uh, what? <laughs> okay. Can't trust animals with stands. There's one thing I learned from going to Egypt. True. Iggy is. Iggy's the exception but... that proves the rule. <laughs> Wait, what were the other animals? That uh, had the stands? orangutan. Oh, yeah. And Pet Shop. Who was the... uh, Murder Bird. Yeah. Oh, man, I forgot about the orangutan. We all want to forget about the orangutan. (laughs) There are things that should stay on imaginary boats. And those things are not orangutans because we should drown them. There are only... Bad orangutans. Less than 2,000 orangutans left in the world. I don't know the number. (laughs) There are three orangutans left. And you could be the last one to kill them all. Because they can't be trusted with stands. There are three orangutans left in captivity. Tonight, we're auctioning the opportunity to cave in one's head with this <laughs> baseball bat. You too can have the sheer in cathartic The joy. cruelest joke we've ever done on JoJo's world. <laughs> Just, do you reckon someone's going to be like, you know what, you guys have made some jokes in the past. I but found that, that was... orangutan joke in particularly poor taste. You know, sometimes and I they'd question... be right to. <laughs> sometimes I question their methods and their jokes, but that one I like monkeys. Is it a orangutan a monkey? It's an ape. Oh shit! See that? Oh, this just goes to show that we don't care about animals. I mean, I don't care about animals. You probably have a deep love for dogs. Yeah, I've got an affinity with nature. I'm like Ace Ventura. <laughs> You're like Jotaro Kujo. Yeah. Mm. Mm, yeah, I like animals. Anyway, they're gonna go kill this. They're gonna rat. go kill this rat. Yeah, because it's a shithead. Star Platinum's holding some ball bearings in his hand. Oh, that's cool. They're gonna like shoot him. And yeah, he um he flicks them with his thumb with his awesome stand strength. Mm. And he he. Oh God! <laughs> you just know. gave me a look when this scene started <laughs> because what they've done is they've lined up some. Uh, some, what would you call them? I think I'd call them some antique cans. <laughs> yeah, some precious antique cans <laughs> upon a... Um, upon a fence. Yeah, which is the best place to display antique cans, as some, we all know. Some precious antique yeah. cans. <laughs> oh, my God. Literally, I looked at you and just went, 
The cans. <laughs> the precious antique cans. And he flicks the ball bearings with such speed and precision and power, as he's known for, that they fly like a bullet and shatter into those those precious, sweet, dear, dear, lovely antique cans. Oh, God, just the humanity. Won't anyone think about the precious antique cans? And he's all like, yeah, we're going to need these to, to kill the rat because you can shoot with a stand and its thumb and the power of our stands, which are both so cool and powerful. We can accurately flick a ball bearing with deadly force to about 20 metres. Oh, cool. Well, that's uh, convenient for us and the rat. Start to wonder why anyone bothers with the punching when you could just <laughs> now just flick ball bearings into each other's skulls. Do you reckon in like the last episode of part four, it'll just have Jodoro sitting there just going, book, and he's dead. Yeah, they're all going to get Beyblades and they're going to launch them with their stands to try to kill each other. Do you reckon there's like a part of this where they go, so there's these cool new things called Beyblades that just come out and he tries to rip it with his stand, but it melts the plastic. It's like how... You remember how, like, the first... Uh, I tweeted about... Or retweeted about this recently. The first, I don't know, couple of volumes of Yu-Gi-Oh! Hmm. Weren't about a collectible trading card game. I remember. And, like, evil Yugi kept coming out and, like, trapping people in, like, jigsaw-style traps. Yeah. And then he was like, hey, I kind of want to do something inspired by Magic the Gathering. <laughs> and then that was the show from then on. Bit weird. Uh, it's like it's like that, and but then the stands become vehicles for launching mer- very merchandisable ball bearings at each other. It becomes like a um a pachinko a show. Pachinko, yeah, you know pachinko. Oh, like the little uh, the, the bouncy ja- thing. Japanese ball dropping gambling yeah, yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what Jonas Bizarre Adventure is going to turn into. And it only much took like four parts. Much like other venerated, larger than life Japanese uh, franchise. Metal Gear Solid. Oh, Jesus. It's become apparently a vehicle for pachinko machines. Somehow. Do they have pachinko deterrents? Yep. Uh, you can't launch a pachinko threat out of fear that your your target will also launch their own pachinko slot machine. But it needs to be controlled by an AI because another human being can't be trusted to launch another pachinko. Well, AI just plays pachinko so much more accurately that... <laughs> is it a game of skill or is it pure chance? Um, okay, so the thing is... Here we go. This is a diversion and a half. So the, the pachinko machines in Japan have a knob that you adjust, right? Mm-hmm. And the knob adjusts with a spring. And that spring adjusts randomly so you have to keep adjusting the knob to keep getting the high scores i remember there was an episode of an old power rangers show and you know of course the english versions of power rangers use all the props and costumes of um the whatever the japanese equivalent of it is uh power don't guess just don't guess is it is it the power rangers (laughs) um and so as a result, they had this episode about this evil pachinko machine just in, you know, California or wherever it's set. <laughs> and this one guy gets really obsessed with it. And you just have to stop it for a moment. But why isn't anyone like, wait, what the fuck is a pachinko machine? <laughs> I wonder, were there any obvious, like, cutaways where they go between, like, you know how they went to, like, the gym and they went to high school and they did, like, all these different mm-hmm. sets were there any weird cuts between going, okay, this is set in high school, but we also have a fight scene in the same high school, but they're very obviously not at all the same high school. Like, the sets are completely different. I don't know if they used footage of the... Didn't they? 
like for stock footage, like transformations, maybe, or um, the mech stuff, perhaps. Hmm. But I'm pretty like they had their own stunt actors and things. Oh, never mind then. Uh, okay, sure. Power Rangers, Mighty Morphin, Power, Power Rangers. Rangers, Go Go, Power Rangers. <laughs> what? I had something to say that I've forgotten. <laughs> something about Power Rangers? It could have been. It's impossible to know. What's her name? Greswalder? Rita Repulsa. Rita Repulsa. So. Josuke gets some of the ball bearings and he's like, oh, my, my mind tends to wander when ball-shaped things are involved. Now, I laughed. You laughed. We all laughed. We all had a good laugh at Josuke and his thoughts about balls. Oh, we all know what he really means. Do we? I hope so. Josuke flicks some ball bearings, hits that first precious antique can, but hits the post underneath the second. Oh. Ah, his aim was off. Fool. Jotaro gives him 85 points. That's a lot. Question. Mm-hmm. What's it out of? I'm guessing 100. Pretty good mark. That's a high distinction. Yeah, but he missed. He missed the can. He hit the first one. He I mean, shot two. And he... Yeah, he hit the first one. But... but it was right underneath it. I guess. Yeah. Still. And given, you know, he had the entirety of the earth to aim at. <laughs> really, it should be like a 99.9999, you know? <laughs> So Jotaro starts um, starts walking towards Josuke with his finger out, pointing at him. Um, we get a couple of shots. We get two distinct shots communicating this movement. The first is sort of from Jotaro's perspective, and we see the finger in front of the camera waving back and forth as he walks forward. And the second is the reverse of that. Jotaro walking towards camera with his finger in front of his face, just pointing as he explains the philosophy of hunting to jo- Josuke. When you're dealing with a living creature, you got to think in terms of composure and not speed. Yeah. Dark eyes. If you miss, it'll put its guard up and you won't get another good shot. No pressure, but remember that. And then for the first of many times this episode, Josuke's like, oh, the pressure. <laughs> Jotaro does not immediately uh, go, no, no pressure. Pressure. Are you feeling under pressure? Pushing down on me. Pressing down on you. Da 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 da. <laughs> Good work. Solid reference. Etc. Hmm. So. So. They go hunting. They go hunting. That, that's that's a, the hunting song. That's the hunting song. Jotaro leads Josuke to an irrigation canal. Okay. He speculates that if it's this area, it's likely to be a brown rat. And then he tells us about brown rats. Tell me about brown rats. Brown rats grow up 20 to 30 centimetres and can be up to one kilogram in weight. And they can jump around two metres. Hang on a minute. I've only just realised 30 centimetres is like that long. That's a big rat. But a kilo of meat. That's dense. Is it? For that? Yeah. I'm currently gesturing like a ruler length. Or are you saying that's light? That seems light. Seems lithe. It mm, seems sinewy. Like, yeah. Supple. <laughs> sexy rat. You know, really tender and gorgeable. Yeah. Can jump up the two. I love it. I love it when this show tells us how high things can jump. Yeah. Santana. Also rats. just the way it's delivered is just like they usually grow up to twenty to thirty centimeters. They can be up to one kilogram. They can jump up to two meters. Yeah, I've like, I've, wow, I've okay. observed to you at this point that Jotaro seems to have really mellowed out since part three, where I felt like he always had this sort of barely restrained rage. But in this in this whole, excluding his um sort of ha- hands off role in the Angelo encounter, this is really sort of the most he's done in this story mm. so far, isn't it? Yeah, and he's just he's just methodical. He's businesslike. He's like, yep, we're here. We're doing this up. 
Moving on to the next thing. Come on, Josuke. Hmm, he's not exactly what you would call concerned. He seems quite different from the man that, you know, a woman speaks to him and he's like, move, bitches. <laughs> but to be fair, he did do that in the first episode of this part too. Did he? Yeah, remember? Like, the girls were talking to Josuke about it and he was like, quit talking to Josuke about his dumb hair. Or quit saying dumb things to Josuke about his hair. That's and Josuke right. was like, did you just call my hair dumb, punk? <laughs> Good times. Uh, when will he learn? But yeah, he seems to have, you know... Calmed. Yeah. He's all business now. No fanciful. All killer, no filler. Exactly. He's just a dude with a plan. Yeah. Nothing more, nothing less. He finds tracks. (gasps) Josuke thinks they might be bird tracks. Don't be a silly tart. But expert biologist and hunter Jotaro can deduce that they're they're clearly the tracks of a quadruped because the front legs have um, four digits on on the paws and the back legs five. You fucking fool. How did you not know that? And from the length of the stride, he deduces that it's about a 20 centimetre long rat. Ooh. And that it was dragging something. But what could it have possibly been dragging? Well, I don't know. It's, it's just Look, more evidence over here. You know L.A. Noir? Yeah. When you just walk around the crime scene and like something and you go boop boop. And you look at it and it's like, hmm, yes. Inconsequential. Looking at Mark. <laughs> That's basically what Jodoro is doing here. Just like moving from point to point being like, yes, evidence. Hmm. A, a tick on this leaf. That make, That means rats. <laughs> So uh, they set up some traps. Yeah, um, because there's a drainage tunnel nearby that leads into the canal. And they're like, that's probably where the rats make their nests. Mm. What kind of traps? They're kind of like cages, but they've obviously also got like the usual rat Class- trap. Classic mouse trap. Yeah, the classic like flick on. The game of action with the crazy contraption. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, he's not using cheese. What's he using? Tempura. Why? Because the cheese is too elegant for the rat. I think he says extravagant. Too extravagant for the rat. The rat is a working man's animal. <laughs> it doesn't care for your your highfalutin cheeses. Oh, you have blue it cheese. It just wants a crumb of fry. <laughs> and let's be real, who doesn't, you know? Mm. 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 So he pops uh, the trap, well, Josuke pops the traps down and then notices there's a lot of flies around yeah, here. Yeah, a bit of buzzing over here. Mm. Evidence. Boop, boop. <laughs> So he's like, man, where the hell are all these flies coming from? So he starts rooting through the brush. And then he's like, oh my god. One of the, I was going to say one of the most horrifying <laughs> things, but even in this episode, it's the second most horrifying thing. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, you can see the consequences that are soon about mm, to yeah. come. It's just a cube of melted rat corpses. <laughs> With its heads just kind of So weird out. that it's a cube. Yeah, that's what gets me is that it's not... It's not just a mound. Like, later we see... It's like a geometric walls. Yeah. Later we see it's not... It doesn't seem like it should be a cube. Yeah, there's been, like, genuine sculpting work mm. put into this. Mm. Either that or someone's just taken... Yeah, someone has taken away from it to sculpt it into a perfect cube. I suppose if the rat is a cannibal, it could have been eating away. At yeah, the... that's what I was thinking, mm. yeah. So, um... So there's this or, cube... Or cutting of... away in, um... Yeah. So there's this cube of dead rat. Yeah, it's. I, it must be a, a couple of a dozen cat rat corpses, and mm. Jonah immediately leans down and pokes it with a stick, <laughs> and like gouges out some of the weird flesh yeah, stuff, like, and blood spews out as soon as he does it. Um, Josuke's like, "Ah, uh, why are you doing that? It's it's rat flesh. It's been melted, but then hardened again. Mm. These rats died from having the flesh under their skin melted. Sounds mm. unpleasant." But how? Stand powers. It's probably the rat. Mm. Yeah. Seems legit. The rat's killed the others and taken their territory. It's definitely at the end of that drain. Let's go. 
God, what a fat lad. Farmland! There's a big farm nearby. As we know, Mario has both a port and farmland, which is what drew our best friend, Tonio, to the region. Ah, Tonio. We don't get to see him this episode, though. No. I remember um, last night, I was like, we're going to see Tonio? And you were like, no. I just went, oh. Oh, That's not quite how it went down, but that's the crux of the conversation. It did last a bit longer, but you know. (laughs) So there's this drainage tunnel that leads to a farm. Jotaro gets out his cool knocks. <laughs> his binoculars. Yeah. And uh, sc- scoops out the place. <laughs> and he's all like, hmm. Boop boop. Mm. <laughs> so there's this farm up there. We there's might no- already be too late. There's no signs of life. There's no chickens in the coop. No mm. chickens in the coop. No cradle. No silver spoon. No chickens escape from Tweedy's farm. Ooh, dark. Chicken run. Chicken run. 2000 and something. Maybe. I think. I think it was 2000-something. Starring Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson? Pretty sure. <laughs> no. Keep it scrolling. A Mel Gibson. Get the fuck out of here. As Rocky the Flying Rooster. Oh, the show-offy rooster who's all like, I'll get you out of here. No problem. No yeah. problem at all. There you go. So. <laughs> what a good movie. But that's not at all the chickens that are not there. That could be. They may have escaped. You don't know. Yeah. You don't know that JoJo's Bizarre Adventure doesn't take place in the Chicken Run universe. <laughs> I mean, they're maybe all made out of clay. Who knows? Oh, man, I'd watch a JJBA claymash. <laughs> so, is all like, hmm, they could be dead. He says the front door isn't locked. <laughs> it's just open. It's, <laughs> it's wide open. It's ajar. It's likely you already killed the people in the house. Anyway, let's go check it out. Let's go to this clear risk full zone. So they go on, like, they gotta go hunting. They do have to go hunting. That's mm. true. So they walk on over and they're all like, now remember. You gotta get it within a certain distance of the rat. And then you have to get it on the first shot. Yeah. It won't expect the, us to attack it with ball bearings and it'll let us get close because it won't expect humans to be able to catch it. But if you miss, you're fucked. You're straight fucked. It's gonna run away. It's gonna hide. We'll attack you with its stand. Who knows what'll happen from there. Boop, boop. Jotaro finds a clue. Rat droppings. <gasps> Not fed from grain or grass. Meat. <gasps> it's fresh. I mean, it could hey, be Hey, let's, let's do something dumb. We do that every day. Oh, Jesus Christ. The brown rat, Rattus norvicus, also known as the common rat, street rat, sewer rat, Hanover rat, Norway rat, Norwegian rat, Parisian rat, or wharf rat. Parisian? I want to be the best that there ever was. <laughs> yeah, baby, that's us. Common rat, street rat, sewer rat, Hanover rat. You know, poker rap? No. Poker rap? I mean, I'm sure I've heard it, but... The poker rap, where it names all 151 Pokemon in rap format. Official product of 4Kids Entertainment. And then a few years ago, College Humor did an updated version of it with all the Pokemon, where it, it, like, it turns into an elaborate kidnapping scenario because there's too many and the guy wants to leave. <laughs> oh, dear. And then Neil Cesarica did a version... Um, How did we get from the brand A little to- while ago, where all the Pokemon names are just kind of wrong. Just a little bit? Yeah. Or it's like, Pikachu. So, like, instead of Slowpoke, he says Bone Smoke. <laughs> you have to show me that. That'd be great. Anyway, what about the brown rat? It's one of the best known and most common rats. Nice. It's one of the largest muroids. I don't know what that is and I'm not going to find out. I think it means rats. 
Thank you. I'm, now I'm I got to check because you've challenged my you no. challenged my podcast superiority. Is it like a possible? it's a large super family of rodents? Oh, nice! Like a like a the possumy a brown grey rodent with a head and body length up to twenty eight centimeters and a slightly shorter tail. Huh. It weighs between 140 and 500 grams. Not the one, one kilo, kilo behemoth that we encounter. Yeah. Never mind. Oh, wait. No, that has to include the tail. Oh, shit. That's a beefy. No, this says head and body length. With a head and body. Oh, you're right. Oh, okay. So how long's the tail? With rare exceptions, the brown rat lives wherever humans live, particularly in urban areas. I think that's how the plague spread. Its conservation status is least concern. <laughs> Good. Uh, yeah, on the map, it's literally everywhere except Alaska. It's an Antarctica. No, Alaska. And Antarctica. And Antarctica? Which is not on this map, but oh. yes, it's in, in the blurb there. It's omnivorous. Ooh. Consume anything, but cereals form a substantial part of its diet. Cereals. Don't we make cereals? <laughs> I don't think that's quite it. I think it means like grains and shit. Oh, okay. The most liked foods of brown rat include scrambled eggs, macaroni and cheese, raw carrots, and cooked corn kernels. And man. <laughs> the least liked foods were raw beets, peaches, and raw celery. Oh man, same. <laughs> Rats on the island of Norderug in the, in the North Sea stalk and kill sparrows and ducks. Jesus Christ, how the fuck do they do that? Some colonies along the banks of the Po River in Italy will dive for mollusks. What? How do they kill ducks? Teeth. But, like, they'd have to catch it first, right? Yeah. But, like, have you ever seen a rat sneaking? I saw a good video the other day mm. where a duck was in the water just doing its thing and a tiger comes along <laughs> and is, like, clearly hunting this duck. Yeah. And the duck dives underwater and it's, like, murky water so it can't be seen. Mm. Uh, and the tiger's just like, oh, all right, and wanders off and then the duck comes back up. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. What other interesting facts about the brown rat do you have for me? They reach sexual maturity in about five weeks. What? The maximum lifespan is three years, though most oh. barely manage one. A <laughs> yearly mortality rate of 95% is estimated. Wow. So they're really not good at living. Brown rats live in large hierarchical groups, either in burrows or subsurface places, such as sewers and cellars. Mm. When food is in short supply, the rats lower in social order are the first to die. Much like humans. Mmm. Mmm. That's deep. And now you know about rats. Nice. They're everywhere, they eat everything, and they don't live for long. Well, sometimes three years, but only 5% of the time. As pets, main article... Fancy rat. <laughs> what? The fancy rat. Oh, it's a different breed. Okay. Oh. Boo. That's his actual name. Yeah, the fancy rat. Um, I thought I half remembered a subplot in the latter part of this episode where they're like, oh, we need to kill it today. It's pregnant. But didn't happen in the episode. Just get the real Godzilla ending happening. Yeah, because like, oh no, rat gives birth to more, more rats that have the same stand. Yeah, true. Bad times. Ooh. So, this rat. Yeah, let's, while we're talking about the brown rat, let's just take a moment to to talk about the rats. So the one, there's two, we, we learned shortly that there's two rats in this episode. There's mm -hmm. an unnamed rat that Josuke kills in short order. But then there's our, our main antagonist who uh, comes to be known as Bug Eaton. I don't, uh, yeah, it's a bit weird. Now, per the, the Jojo wiki, um, it has no musical reference citation for the name Bug Eaton and just refers it to... Um, to rat? The Japanese phrase mushikui, literally meaning a bug-eaten. Hmm. Its stand 
is called Rat with two T's. I knew it. Which is an American heavy metal band that had commercial success in the 1980s. They did. Tell me more about them, Nick. Um, yeah, they're a band. <laughs> Great. I mean, quality content. Like, 80s heavy metal is always just like, yep, it's 80s heavy metal. Any hits that you know of? Um, not really. Cool. Great. I'm not really into them because they I think they were a little bit glammy. That's what it says here, yes. Yeah. So I was never really into glam metal. Okay. I was like, I was more like, you know. Also known as Mickey Rat from 1976 <laughs> to 1981. Rat. Wow. I okay. see what they did there. Yeah. And I don't care for it. Undermining the real, the, the, I don't even know where I was going with that. They're undermining something, Liam. Its current members are Stephen Percy and Juan Crossier. Nice. And it has a couple of dozen former members. Yeah, it was the 80s, man. It was a bad time for (laughs) metal bands. They're all like, you know what's fun? Drugs and alcohol. Whoops. Anywho. um, Rat. Rat with two Ts. The Jojo Vele commentary for the stand Rat is as follows. An idea I came up with because I wanted to draw the suspense of hunting rats. (laughs) You know how... I was joking when we were watching the episode that the JoJ Valley note was going to be something like, I saw a rat in my house. I was scared of the rat. <laughs> Are you scared of rats? This is a new level of just like, yeah, I wanted to really bring it out. I wanted to the- do a story about hunting rats, so I drew a rat. Because there's a lot of suspenseful action that I'm aware of in hunting rats. I just wanted to make it look like a tool. It's a bit of a fusion between a retro cannon and bones to give it a creepy feeling. Mm. I get that. It is. I it like, looks like an Advance Wars unit or something. Sort of. It looks like um, the legs of it look like meat beaters, you know? Like, oh, like a, a tenderizing yeah, hammer or something. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. I was like, ooh. That's appropriate given what it does. Mm. Eating meat. Eating and beating. Ooh. Ain't ooh. cheating. <laughs> <laughs> That's the motto of me, Rat, <laughs> aka Bug Eaten. Eating and beating, but ain't cheating. Always play hard to get and hard to beat. Rat. What a lad. <laughs> Buy my merchandise. <laughs> it's me, Rat. <laughs> Fucking hell. He's our new mascot now. That rat. That rat. Ratus the rat. Is he Is he okay? That rat? He's a bad rat. Mm, he's not an egg then. I don't know what you're doing. Like, egg's pretty okay. Ah. It was a meme we had. Yeah. It was a meme. You, gotta, you can't let the memes die, Liam. And as we know, we're nothing but a culmination of our own memes. Precisely. <laughs> so. They walk in this house. They walk in. They immediately split up. <laughs> Basically, camera zooms in on Josuke for a second as he hears something. He turns around. Jotaro's gone. <laughs> Jotaro just wanders off. Josuke notices that it's the kitchen where the sound is emanating from. Yeah. Boop, boop. A it's clue. A, it's a dark room. The sound of a fridge compressor. Did someone leave it open? And then he looks in and he sees the fridge door swing open. And he's like... Huh? Uh-huh. Weak fridge magnet? And then he looks down, and there's a giant one kilogram rat. It's just, it, it's got his back to him, and it's halfway in the fridge at the moment, but, like, from its motion, you can clearly see that it's, like, gorging itself. Yeah, it's not humping anything, it's gorging. And cut Definitely. to... Definitely. It was doing the thing, it was like, yeah, yeah. Alright, sure. Yeah. Cut to Josuke's internal monologue, and he's like, can rats open fridge doors? No. Someone must have just not have shut it properly. Am I really na- naive enough to believe that? <laughs> it's a stand user. It's a rat. He turns and looks for Jotaro. Jotaro's not there. And he turns back. And then the rat's just staring at him. He's like, oh no. <laughs> There's a rat. It's looking at me. He says, great. Now our eyes have met. 
their eyes met across that crowded room and it seemed like time stood still. And it did, because in the other room, Star Platinum was stopping time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Fridge door swings open proper, and then now we see the worst thing we see this episode. The fridge door opens to reveal another cube. Of human meat. With two heads and, like, some hands popping out of it. Yeah, it's the, the still living farmers. And they're like, Ugh. God, I hope the Speedwagon Foundation has some of those, um... Men in black, flashy sticks. <laughs> they can just be like, this didn't happen. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Or maybe now that Rohan's on side, um, they can they can just get him to sort of wipe their memories. Yeah, just edit things strategically. Mm, maybe. You're okay with the fact this happened to you and it won't keep you up at night. Oh, dear. <laughs> So yeah, they're still alive. Yeah, and he's moaning. carving off chunks of meat of them and keeping them in the fridge to keep them alive. Because mm. that's how that works. Yeah. Weird. To keep the meat preserved. Mm. Guess his stand must have some shunting ability to get that big cube of man meat into the fridge. <laughs> no, I think he probably just melted it down and then it was all like, in the fridge you go, and then just squeeze it in there or something. Sure. But like... Yeah. Well, you know, if he put them in like a nice tuppy, he could uh, he could seal that freshness in. <laughs> do you understand how meat works, Liam? Yeah. Do you understand how Tupperware works? Yeah. It seals in the freshness. <laughs> the flavour has nowhere to go. <laughs> it's the patented burp. <laughs> ish. Very ish, Liam. Very ish. Jotaro's gone. I'm here. I'm going to have to kill this rat. Remember, composure ahead of speed. So he pulls out a you ball see, bearing. The good thing about putting composure ahead of speed is if Josuke waited a week or went into the system menu and uh, just waited and, and advanced the calendar of his mm. system, mm-hmm. the rat would die of old age and he wouldn't need to have this sniper battle. Good point. <laughs> but he'd have to remain in the same area. Mm. 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 It's a good bit of anime design right there. Yep. So he pulls out this ball bearing and he's like, okay. Got the ball bearing. The rat's right behind the table, so I just gotta slowly move out of the way. Oh, and again, he's like, the pressure. It's getting to me, man. It'd be good if every time he did that, like, crazy diamond popped out and gave him, like, a shoulder rub. <laughs> you know what? I but, can't... You know, not, not like a, not like a uh, relax into it shoulder rub. Like, you know, um... Like a boxer yeah, kind of bo- thing? Yeah, exactly. Like... <laughs> and, like, the slaps on the side of the yeah. neck. Mm. Mm. That'd be fun. I can't, <laughs> I can't repair you, but I can just get you ready, mm. boy, okay? If I had a stand, I'd give myself, like, a back rub every day. Yeah, but if you had a stand, you'd do a lot more than just that. Yes, I would also get into all sorts of hijinks yeah. and probably die. And probably meet other stand users, because stand users attract other stand users. And they're all assholes. <laughs> he, see, he, he steps in the room, and as soon as he crosses that threshold, the rat just tenses on up. And he's like, shit, he's seen me. Oh well, I got no choice. Yeah, no choice. It'll be an adventure, but I'll shoot from here. Why did he say it'll be an adventure? I think I'm, I'm translation maybe could be mm. like it, oh, it's gonna be a gambit. Yeah, yeah, but an adventure. It's it'll be an adventure. So he's all like, here we go. Flicks it, wink, big old tiddlywink action, and it slaps into that rat. Hits him right in the side, and I think pierces through. And he's like, yeah. They're just a basic in and out, you know, easy extraction. Mm. He's like, I did it. I didn't get him in the head, but you know what? He's fucked. And the stand pops out. It's, oh, shit. And we see, like, it's it's a big Advance Wars turret thing with meat tenderizers for feet. Yeah. It's got a big eye And as it's well. hovering there. Yeah. So, like, okay, gotta, gotta fire again to finish it off. 
Oh no, the rats run under the table. Oh, he's trying to avoid me. Jotaro comes back into the room and Josuke is uh, on the chair like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's under the table. No, um, Crazy Diamond kicks the... Uh, the table away yeah. so it can't escape through a what door. What must those farmers be thinking right now? Just like, oh, come on, random Because also they can't see the stands, so... Oh, yeah! <laughs> oh, the table just flew across the room and we're still in immeasurable pain. That's true. That's very true. Oh, man. <laughs> so, um, the rat turns around and is all like, fuck you, buddy. Yeah. So you can't talk, but, you know, that's clearly what it's saying. It's behind, like, a knocked over piece of furniture and mm. it's taken cover. It's a cover-based shooter. Chotaro, come on, I'm doing all the work here. <laughs> you're, the, you're the expert. Uh, unfolds its cannon, which is, like, a really cool action. Like, the yeah. way it's just sort of... Like folds over mm. like a whole 180 kind of thing and the shield goes underneath it or something and it fires and we enter bullet time and Josuke is like okay okay. Yeah. okay here's the thing if I block it okay I'll I'll use something else he so grabs he... a front conveniently placed frying pan and, and blocks it and it leaves like pretty substantial dent in there mm. so um yeah he's like ah oh, my turn again turn based combat uh he fishes in his pocket for another BB and the rat just succumbs to its wounds and dies until like whew, that was a freebie. I got it. I did it. What a shit lord. I killed a stand user. So he yells out, Jotaro, I did it. Jotaro casually wanders in, hands in his pockets, you know, like he does. Mm. No big deal. Nothing going on here. Don't you get it, Jotaro? I did it. We don't have to worry well, about it Well, Jotaro, where were you? You were missing at the most crucial time. Not me, though. I'm great. Anyway, there's some people alive here. He says he can fix them, but we never see him do it. Yeah. Jotaro literally just walks on past and is like, Hmm. Mm. We have until sundown or we have a problem because there was another rat in the other room and I got attacked by it. Look, look at my gross hand. Pulls it out of pocket, holds it up into frame. It's like, and what? It's all black and censored because crunchy roll. Yeah, but- crunchy roll. <laughs> it's like, what the what? That's not good. And he explains. <laughs> and I think we even get a, a brief flashback of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very briefly. I could have dodged it, but I wanted to grab the needle to figure out what it was like. That was a mistake. <laughs> So it's like you got Star Platinum there, just grunts. Like little it. tweezer fingers just going, Ooh. oh no. <laughs> and then it just overcomes him. Yeah. It's like got a poison in it. A, a stand poison, he calls it, I think. Mm. It kind of melts flesh. Even through a stand. Ooh. What if the farmers were stand users and that was their first mistake? Yeah, then Jodoro jo- kills them off screen. <laughs> Five or six darts would turn a human to mush. Like that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Josuke's are like, well, good thing that I didn't do that too. Lucky our personalities are different. Anyway, let's go. <laughs> Jotaro is just really casually like, hey, so I didn't think I'd need to ask, but can you fix my hand? Like, I'm just kind of here for that exact <laughs> yeah, reason. I'm kind of waiting on you, man. I'm in a lot of pain. Josuke's like, oh, right. <laughs> so we get a shot of the sun yeah. setting. Laser. Jotaro's on the phone to the Speedwagon Foundation and they're like, Jotaro, we've been calling you all day. It's like, sorry, I was on a hunt. I had my phone on. I like to think that, obviously, obviously everyone who works for the Speedwagon Foundation is such a big fan of the Joe Stars. Like, Jotaro's got his phone on silent all the time because they're constantly blowing it up. Like, <laughs> hey, Jotaro, what's going on? And we see a man in one of those Speedwagon speed, speed Foundation uniforms, like, laying on his bed and kicking his <laughs> knees up. Is it like um, that episode of the X-Files where Mulder... No, Scully is sitting in a bubble bath and gets a call from Mulder. It's like, Scully, what are you doing? It's like, I'm just, I'm having a bath. What are you doing? It's like, oh, uh, nothing. So, and they're like both like split screen, both in like a bubble bath. <laughs> and it's like, 
here, this is this thing that I was thinking about. So we need to go do this thing. Okay, that's not a problem. And then gets another call from someone. It's like the director of like the FBI. It's like, yo, Scully, there's this thing that I need. And Mulder's listening in. It's like, okay, so look, we need something to happen. Can you do this for us? It's like, oh yeah, sure. Hey, you, you sound weird. What are you doing right now? And it like splits down to the director in a bubble bath. Like, it <laughs> doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. I didn't know that happened. I haven't watched the X-Files. I didn't know that it was funny. Yeah. It has those funny moments, man. Mm. So they're all like, guess so, yeah. what? Yeah. Akira just told us that he shot two rats. Okay, is it two? Is it three? Is it four? Is it definitely two? Yeah, can you put the screws to him or something and like, like get an exact number? Like, don't worry, without a doubt, it's just two. At the end of the episode, he calls like, hey, guess what? Akira just told us he shot three rats. Good grief. <laughs> in fact, good grief is the next thing that Jotaro says in the episode. Yare, yare. <laughs> it kills everything in its territory. It only cares about itself. It's not It's not a creature that should be allowed to live on this earth. Just like Dio. <laughs> wow, Jodoro, you seem to have some really repressed Die, memories. monster, you don't belong in this world. Hmm. What is a man? What is a rat? A miserable pile of flesh. Do you remember how many breads you've eaten? This rat doesn't. <laughs> it mostly eats meat. Oh, man. But its staple diet is cereals. Yeah. So it probably only likes the crust. Because it's like crunchier. Like a cereal. Yeah, the rat only eats Kellogg's Crunchy Nut. <laughs> it doesn't fancy Special K. So they're back on tracking mode. They're walking through and uh, he cites a, a writer and a book. Um, the Seaton Animal Chronicles written by E.T. Seaton, uh, which was, of course, my favourite um, uh-huh. Steven Spielberg movie <laughs> about an alien biologist named Seaton. Ernest Thompson Seaton, born Ernest Evan Thompson. Okay. Was an author... Wildlife Ice, founder of the Woodcraft Indians, renamed Woodcraft League of America, uh, nice. and one of the founding pioneers of the Boy Scouts of America. Ah, there you go. His notable books include related to scouting include The Birch Bark Roll, The Boy Scout Handbook. He is most no- responsible for the appropriation and incorporation of what he believed to be American Indian elements into the Boy Scouts of America. Huh. And as you can see here, he has quite a fetching moustache. Oh my god. Listeners of my other podcast will know we've been discussing um, the sadly cancelled before its time show Houdini and Doyle. Mm. And he kind of looks a bit like if you mash together the actors who play... Um, Houdini and or Doyle? Yeah. Harry Houdini and Arthur Conan Doyle. Um, nice. One of which is played by uh, Stephen Mungan. Kind of a combination of them. It looks like if you wanted to feed him, you'd have to lift his moustache up. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> One of the items on um, his Wikipedia page is point six works in film, in television, in manga. Oh, shit. In a 1993 issue of the Japanese manga Diamond is Unbreakable, the character Jodoro Kujo references E.T. Seaton's quote, There is no animal that cannot be tracked. And we hear that again in the anime. Mm-hmm. Manga artist Jiro Tanaguchi and scenarist Yoshiharu Imazumi published a manga in four volumes romanticising the life of Seton. These manga were not translated into English, but appeared in French, Italian, and Spanish. The French titles are Lobo, King of Wolves, The Young Boy and the Lynx, Sandhill Stag, and Monarch, Mount Talic Bear. Nice. Great. Dope. Boy Scouts. <laughs> Now you know the rest of the story. So he's all like, so Seaton said no animal can't be tracked. 
And guess what? This rat's a shithead. Yeah, we're tracking this rat right now because it's an animal. And they're walking out into the um the crop fields and like it's heading back to the irrigation canal because that's its territory. Mm. Let's track it. Look, boop boop. Here's here's some more fresh rat droppings. Look, it's been eating these crops because rats need to eat every ten hours or they'll die. That makes sense. They have tiny stomachs. Mm-hmm. Great. We know where it's going. That means we can we can trick it. We can corner it. Anyway. Let's check out those traps we said earlier. So they go down to the traps and none of them have been set off. No. And uh, Jotaro scopes out the footage. Aha. Here it is. Yeah. Look, its ear's been all eaten up by something like a leaf that's been eaten by bugs. I'm going to call it bug eaten from now on. How that's a name? And I then, don't know. And then in his next sentence, he's like, so we're tracking bug eaten. <laughs> like, he, he just expects it to catch on. <laughs> like, it sounds like a Metal Gear Solid name mm. where it's like, ah, uh, yes, bug eaten. Yeah. Bug-eaten rat. It, just one of the names of the, the soldiers you recruit for your base is just bug-eaten. Bug Punished bug-eaten. <laughs> He's so cautious. He'll never let us in 20 metres of him. Here, have some bullets. So, Josuke's all like, whoa, 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 I can't yeah. possibly do that. Jotaro's brought four rifle rounds with him and explains that because of air resistance... Uh, a ball bearing gets inaccurate after 20 metres. But because correct. I suppose because of the more aerodynamic shape of the bullets, yep. they're accurate to with a, uh, from a stand to about 70 metres. Sure. That's how that works. I want to know how Jotaro figured this out. Between now and part three, did he go on like some sort of guerrilla commando mission where he was like, okay, I've got three bullets left and there's a stand user in the trees there. I just need to... <laughs> I mean, it could just be that he killed a vampire what and now... He- He's dedicated his life to always being ready. Mm. Going down to the Speedwagon Foundation shooting range. Exactly. Just being like, hey, what are you doing right now? Nothing. I've got a gun. What are you doing right now? That kind of level of, I have to be prepared for any circumstance. Well, we know that Jotaro is already mastered at dealing with guns. And time. Yeah. Yeah. This is one of the other things. I was like, why don't they just stop time and... Well, as we see later in the episode, Jotaro can't stop time for so long right now. Yeah. And also right now, they don't really know where the rat is. That's true. That's true. But they'll get there, surely. Yeah, so they're following its tracks. They're just following its tracks. Oh, wait, there's a whole exchange where, where um, again, Jotaro showcases his business-like nature because he's trying to give the bullets to Josuke and Josuke's like, oh, I don't know, this is a lot of pressure, Jotaro. And Jotaro's like, you're right, I'll do it if you can't. And then walks off and Josuke starts getting angry, like, hey, I killed the last one, you know. You're right, here's two. And he's like, oh, pressure. Oh, my God, there's so much on me for this. I, I just like how Josuke wants, wants credit but not responsibility. He wants validation yeah. but not the workload. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's... He's a young he, he's not He's not a hardened warrior like no, Jotaro's become. not even remotely. He's scared of turtles, so... <gasps> what if the last stand battle involves a turtle? Anyway, it's fine. Sure. Just hypothetical. Yeah, the um, the villain of this part is that turtle from the fountain that's been a stand user all along. <laughs> that's why he has cat eyes in the intro. <gasps> <gasps> so, uh, they start walking away. Yeah, and they come to, like... Uh, Puddle? Puddle, or just like the water of the canal that's mm. mostly dried up. And, and Jotaro just, you know, wearing his big white coat and white pants, just without even hesitating, wades on in. And Josuke pauses. And there's a scene that's cut here that I was telling you about in the manga, where he like he recounts like his, how expensive his designer shoes and socks are. And it's like, mm. I don't want to get them wet. I mean, why would you? They're expensive. <laughs> but here in the anime, we just cut to him um, after making a dismayed face. Walking with his um, shoes and socks in his mouth. Mm. Uh, gross. Uh, <laughs> and his, uh, using his hands to hike up his trousers so they don't get wet. Mm. 
And then Jodoro calmly goes, oh, by the way, uh, make sure you're wearing shoes and socks because there are leeches in this water. And he opens his mouth in shock and his shoes and socks fall into the water and he, he cries. <laughs> Poor Josuke. Oh, Josuke, you old fool. So they're following these footprints out into like the middle of this like Metal Gear Solid Canyon. <laughs> it's like a little valley kind of Between thing. Between two hills. Yeah. Perfect spot for an ambush. <sighs> and the tracks disappear. What? Wait. No, they didn't just disappear, Liam. He used backtracking. Not backtracking. Backtracking. The coolest thing anyone can do. The thing where an animal will literally go back in its own tracks in order to fool the The thing I keep trying to do in our Star Wars RPG, but you won't (laughs) let me. (laughs) Never. (laughs) So yeah, apparently it's backtracked a bit and then jumped away. The narrator cuts in here Mm -hmm. and is like, backtracking. The act of going back the way you came to hide your position from the enemy. In Japan, brown bears, weasels, and rabbits have been known to do it, but there's no record of rats backtracking. Hmm. Strange. I like this moment because Josuke and Jotaro just action style go back to back and the camera does a cool like pan around both of them a couple of times as they're as they're trying to take in all their surroundings, looking for a rat. A rat in a wide open hillside. Like, mm. that's not an ideal situation. Mm. They're literally just like, okay, the sniper's out there somewhere. Yeah. But it's, it's a rat. It's It almost turns into sort of a war movie at this yeah. point. Because in a couple of seconds, they get behind this rock. And it's like, you know, sticking your head over the trenches might get, get it blown I, off. This is why I was like, it has, it's such a good, like, it's too, it's too good of an episode, mm. you know? Like, they've made such tension out of this. And you're just yeah. like, but it's... A rat. What? Yeah, so Jotaro is all like, steady yourselves, lads, we're going over the top. <laughs> he starts running towards the enemy emplacement. And he's going to take out that machine gun nest. <laughs> so Jotaro basically walks out to lure... Uh, he gives Josuke all the bullets. Yeah, and he's like, you have to do it because... I, because you can fix me if I get shot. Yeah, so um, he walks out to lure the rat out and oh, show um, off his position. No, there is a good moment before that. Oh, that, that, that would not do to um to skip over. Oh. Because obviously, Josuke takes cover behind this rock and he, then he sees something in the, in the bushes, the, gr- the high grass around the rock, and he's like, what's that? Oh, yeah. I better go touch this thing. <laughs> and he puts his hand down and one of the rat traps from earlier snaps on his fingers. <gasps> obviously, that surprises him. Mm-hmm. Uh, freaks him out. Josuke, it, Josuke? Jotaro looks at him and goes, oh, for fuck's sake. What a smart rat. Dangerously smart. Mm. Uh, and then while Josuke's understandably occupied with having his fingers in this bro- rat trap. Broken? Uh, I believe the word is pulverized. Yeah. A rat dart hits him in the neck. <gasps> Josuke goes, yo, stop laughing. Hey, the world. Yeah. Well, Josuke's like, oh, I'm going to die now because I can't fix myself and this is bad. But then, yeah. And we see, is this the first time in this part that we've seen Jotaro actually use his stand? No, um, we saw it once or twice in, um, yeah, in, but he didn't in Aqua Necklace. It. He didn't, like, use it, use it. Did he? Uh, I mean, I'm, tr- I'm trying to... I know that he has stopped time a couple of times in the part this far, but I can't yeah. remember if, if all of the ones we've seen were, like, when he caught Koichi and we saw it from, sort of, outside the world, quote-unquote. Mm, mm, I think... I think it's all been outside the world so far. There may have been one where, like, uh, Aqua Nichols landed on his cheek or something where he did it, but mm. that may have just been Star Platinum being fast and strong. Mm. Do you reckon... Here's my theory, right? Sure. So, 
Star Platinum. Yeah, so he pulls that Star Platinum and calls out Star Platinum the world time stops. Yeah. Go on. So he says the world. The world. Do you reckon that this world is still like Dio's stand? But because Dio died, that's why time stops? Because maybe he had some kind of weird time control mm, thing? I think you're overthinking it. Oh, okay. I think just... Just magic for, powers. For whatever reason, the world <laughs> has become the name of time power. Okay. <laughs> All right. That seems fair. So he enters the world. Yeah. And he flicks away the little dart from uh, Josuke's neck. Yeah, and uh, as he explains afterwards, he also flicks away the fresh blood. No, the um, the flesh around where the dart punctured oh. so that it can't any, any, any quote unquote toxin has mm. wouldn't spread out of that. Fair. Fair. It's a quick put a bandage on. <laughs> Use a ration, Josuke. You can do that if you stop time. Yeah. You've got to apply the styptic powder so that uh, it doesn't get infected and then you've got to... Uh, Put a bandage on, and if you have any trouble doing it, just uh, just contact paramedic on your radio, and she can help you. <laughs> just be like, you and did she'll it wrong. she'll talk to you about movies too, which is uh, nice. Yeah. Hey guys, I've been playing Metal Gear Solid Five again recently. <laughs> I have not noticed at all. <laughs> I was watching a let's play of Peace Walker featuring Hot Coldman, the best character ever. Hey man, nuclear deterrence is an important yeah, thing. It kind of sucks, but Ugh. anyway, sure. so. It's just a good name, you know? Hot it's a fun man. name to say. It is. Yeah, he's a real hot, cold man. Hot, cold man. He's hot and he's cold. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, dear. Flow of time resumes. Josuke's all like, he's over there somewhere. I'm going to give you these bullets. He's about 60 metres away. The sun's setting soon. I'll tell you what. You shoot him because you can yeah. fix me. And he's he not shooting out. at us yet. Because if he shoots too much, he knows we can pinpoint his his repu- his exact we can location. pinpoint his reputation. <laughs> um, awfully strategic for a rat. a rat. Yeah, I know that rats are quite smart, but at mm. the same time, hmm. Much like in any good war movie, it dehumanizes the enemy <laughs> by literally making it not human. Have you noticed that the rats in this episode have like weird sort of bulbous growths on their head, like chitinous faces? Yeah, almost. I think it may have been. I think that... it's just artistic license, but. But at the same time, it's like, ugh. It looks is like they, they have, like... with the arrow? Could be, like scar tissue or something. But it does just look like they have, like, weird, um... Super brains. Not, no, it looks like hard, like... Like Exoskeleton shit. Like a World War One helmet that's all, like, um... I don't think... Like so. a bell curve That's not how I saw it, but oh, okay. Okay, all right. Anyway. Like, like Rita Repulsa horns to bring it back to Power Rangers. <laughs> sort of, I guess? At this distance, the bullet will shoot up like a slider, whatever that means. <laughs> so you aim, aim one centimetre lower than your target, Josuke. Now, <laughs> I know <laughs> that I know that Crazy Diamond and Star Platinum are renowned for their precision. But I was more going to say it never crops up ever again. Well, he does it, you, you know, so. Yeah. But it just, it's just, it's so... Precise? It is so precise. It's so almost unrealistic. Maybe maybe that's how people who train with firearms do it. Like, aim they aim to the centimetre, but it just seems so crazy to, to be thinking that precisely at something the size of a rat 60 metres away, you know? Yeah, but, you know, you'd need to. Yeah, they had to, and they did it, but... It's just, it's just boggles the mind <laughs> thinking like that sort of spatial reasoning, you know? That highly trained stand usage. Like, I don't know, how how big would a rat be 60 metres away in your field of vision? Like, tiny. Yeah. Tiny. O- obviously, he's got binoculars and they have special eyes with their stands, but mm. it's just, 
it's such long odds is what I get what I'm driving at, yeah. I guess. And and then to say aim one centimetre lower. But you know, they're precise enough they can pull it off. I suppose I mean evidently they are. Yeah. So Jonah Rose starts walking up the hill. Starts getting He's closer. charging that machine gun nest. It would have been so so anticlimactic, but also so good if for whatever reason this was resolved by Jotaro getting within 20 metres and killing it with a ball bearing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but also no thank you. And, and then they wouldn't have learnt about each other and no, stuff. Um, they wouldn't have grown as characters. And throughout this whole sequence we get shots of from Rat, the stand's perspective, where it sort of looks at them through its sort of scope vision. This weird artillery it's thing. Got, yeah, like an eye with a crosshair on it. You're the only one who can do this, Josuke. So do it. Yeah. And Josuke's, well, I need time to mentally prepare myself. No, Josuke, don't. You have no time, Josuke. Here I go. Rat fires three shots. The world! Step out of the way. I, 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 you, you commented on this while we were watching it, but I love how his time stop dodges look. Mm. Like, everyone's glowing with dumb stand energy, of course. I think probably Jotaro is like uh, purple or green or something. Mm. Jotaro's probably blue and the rat's green, I think. Yeah. That seems right. Uh, Something like that. It doesn't matter. Colour is... Or yellow. He's glowing yellow. Yeah, or or blue or something. Something. It it doesn't matter. Anyway, point is everyone's glowing with energy. Time stops. Everything gets washed out. And... But but that aura around those bullets is still just like a solid wall in the the air. So good. And then he moves. And he moves, obviously, quite fluidly at first Mm. because he's Jotaro. Yeah. Uh, And then past him. Now, I like and, this and sequence. Obviously, from the perspective of everyone else, like, those bullets are flying true, then Jotaro's over there, and that's yeah. cool. Um, so then Josuke's like, oh, I missed him. He's somewhere. I still can't tell, though. Mm, yeah. Trying to narrow down where he is. Uh, Jotaro's like, well, I'm, I'm still here. I'm yep, still doing well. I can keep this up all day. So then... Another volley. And this time, he goes to do the same trick. But he dodges and then gets hit in the leg the, and the shoulder. The cunning rat. Mm. The, the most cunning opponent Jotaro Kujo has ever faced. Uh, has ri- outthought time itself. Ricocheted the bullets off a rock behind Jotaro mm. so that he, w- he would dodge and then they would dodge into such the correct position that they would hit him in the leg and arm. Oh, so good. So his leg and his arm start turning into goo and he collapses. Mm. Um... And from this point on, every time he dodges, which he does one or two more times, he gets hit by a few more and he's dodging less and less. But, you know, A for effort, still trying. Yeah. So then Josuke's like, shit, 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 shit. shit." And over the next few shots, he sort of gradually narrows it down and it's like, ah, I see it. Oh no, it's it's behind those rocks. I can't get a good shot off. Now we know last time. Boss, get down. The enemy sniper. We know for a fact that if the rat's behind some cover, it's not going to die. Mm-hmm. We want to kill it, though. So, Jotaro's like, oh, shit, I'm going to die. <laughs> and Josuke's like, I know what I need to do. I need to miss. So... So he shoots the rock. He shoots the rock, but he misses. And thus the rat goes, <gasps> enemy. That fool. The, the rat is like, the enemy sniper. <laughs> and he jumps out. And then Josuke's there, not using the binoculars correctly. <laughs> but using them much I more I mean, I cool. understand why he's doing it, because it gives him a free eye for, like, situational awareness sure but he's holding the binoculars vertically so they're so he's using it like a telescope yeah so then he's like ha ha take this oh there was also a good moment where he was feeling the pressure where crazy diamond just sort of came out and just looked into camera for a bit and then he was all like but now i feel stronger than ever before yeah i'm gonna get you and then he fires a shot pink up with off his thumb 
uh, slow mo, straight the through the rat. Uh, the shot is firing with purple crazy diamond energy, and it bursts through the rat's green energy. It looks cool. It's good shit. Yep. And then Jodo is there going, huh? I guess he could do it. That crazy kid. I knew you could do it all along. Oh, and there was a moment earlier where like Josuke was all, man. Jodoro, you and the rat are so cool. <laughs> Am I the only loser here today? And then after he gets this, he's like, I guess I wasn't a loser after all. I'm the cool guy. <laughs> you guys suck. You're melting. You're dead. I'm Josuke. Get fucking Shrek. Call me Josuke Higashikata. The man who deflects pressure. <laughs> you know, that thing you do with pressure. Uh. Jodoro, still melty. <laughs> it's all like... Well, we killed the rats. I guess Josuke is pretty reliable after all. He'll be a good ally for me going forward. The sun sets. Mm -hmm. We can finally relax a little. All the trouble in Mario is finally over. To be continued. The end. (laughs) And that's the end of part all of them. Yep, that's the end of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Jotaro Kujo, almost killed by a rat. (laughs) Man, hell of a way to go. So, Nick... Yes. Highlights and lowlights for this episode. Right. Highlights. 100% fucking the planning that Jotaro does before anything happens. Because mm. I've been playing The Witcher recently. Oh, yeah. And I'm getting really into the idea of, like, not just walking into things. You set your like, traps. Exactly. Yeah. And you're like, hmm, what if I do this thing? Mm. So just seeing, like, that kind of methodical way of thinking is like, ooh. To bring it back ooh. to what I've been playing recently as well, <laughs> to build on that, that's... Yeah. I think that's part of the reason I keep coming back to MGS5 because, you know, you look at what you're likely to be doing and you're like, okay, so I'm doing this. I'm going to bring some stun grenades. I'm going to bring a, bring a grenade that I can throw and it makes my helicopter arrive and shoot mm. everything. It's good times. Yeah. Just like building a loadout for a situation. Yeah. Which is what Jedi did when he brought ball bearings and some bullets. Exactly. Your highlight? My highlight is probably um, that Star Platinum dodging stuff. That's cool. Mm. like to see the time stop. Low light. Always a cool effect. I think I know what your low light is. Do you? I don't. In the fridge. I mean, that's gross, but it's effective and cool, you know? I mm. don't dislike it. Mm. I guess... Mm. Maybe my only low light is that... It's a very good episode. That's the problem, isn't it? It's too good. It's almost flawless. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Um, just the weird intro where you're like, what? No, just I, I just love that abrupt... It's a cold open. We don't open with the yeah, open. It's I feel still like, good. And it's just... You know, normally we'll get, like, an establishing shot of the town or something. But it's just Jotaro's face. Hey, Josuke, I'm going hunting. Come with. <laughs> That's it. Oh, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I love it. Maybe the maybe the slowness of it? Because it is a bit slow at first. I... I feel like it's a methodically paced episode. I know, I that's think, I don't think that's a drawback. I'm going to say the sl- it's a slightly slower pace than usual. Sure. Bam. That's a low light, right? Sure. All what about right. you? My low light is when... <laughs> Joseph when shows up. Josuke is all like, hey, we're going to go cruising for chicks. What's wrong with that? Nothing, but I'm pulling, I'm reaching <laughs> here. Uh, I, I want to highlight another thing about this episode that's neat. It's not a highlight or low light sort of moment, but it's just something that happens. It's worth discussing that, you know, Jotaro Kujo, the man who killed Dio Brando. Yeah. Uh, owner of Star Platinum, the most powerful stand with the power of stopping time. Sure. That sounds reasonable. Is almost killed by a rat. With yes. a sniper rifle. <laughs> yes. I think that's an interesting thing about the stand battles, where it's it's not an it's rarely, if ever, a matter of like quote unquote power levels. Mm. It's you know this 
the rat is a hard counter to Star Platinum at its current ability of stopping time because he just can't get close enough to him to do anything. Yeah, it's good shit. And there's a small enough target that it's hard to counterattack. Mm. It's just neat, you know? It's good. It's thinky. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I never thought about it. And maybe it's because I've been listening to um, a war movie podcast recently. Mm. But it is kind of trench warfare-y in that last bit. It's cool. Yeah. It's fun. Mm. I like it. Not that war is fun. War's not fun. But this is fun. Mm. This is like war. Yeah. But war's not fun. No. No. But Metal Gear Solid is quite fun. One day, people like us won't be needed anymore. (laughs) But until that day, we need nukes. (laughs) Fucking... How is that always the conclusion they come to? (laughs) One day, war won't be a thing. We're an army without borders. We need deterrence to stop people from destroying us. So, um... So we've had this rap battle. Oh, I thought you said rap battle. <laughs> so we've had this rap battle. I was like, battle. what? We've had this rap battle with this rat. Jotaro seems to think that we've tied up all the loose ends left by Akira in his uh, his arrow spree. Mm. Uh, but darkness remains in the heart of Morio. Yeah. What do you think will happen next time on Jojo's Bizarre Adventure? Otherwise known as JJBA. Yep. Part four. Diamond is unbreakable. Otherwise known as Dib. Yep, otherwise, oh, wait, known no, as, otherwise known as Diamond is not Crash. <laughs> is Diamond Crash? No, it not. In the episode entitled Kishibe Rohan's Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> There's no part one. There's just... Okay. Kishibe Rohan... Kishibe Rohan's Bizarre Adventure. Okay, so Rohan is the manga artist. Yep. He's back. He's back with a point. This is even more screen time than fucking Tonio got. What is this shit? Okay, so we've got Rohan. Yep. He's up in the mix. We, okay, I, I told you while we were watching the OP that there's this dude that I saw that I haven't recognised yet. Oh, that horrible little gremlin? Yeah, with like weird bumps in his like, head. Weird like Bart Simpson hair. Yes. <laughs> that we haven't seen at all. And he looks like he's messing around with some birds Yeah, or he's fanning some birds. Tuppence um, a bag. There's also what's her face, the um, prehensile hair lady. Ah, uh, Yukako, with her face holding yes, lady. Yep. And there's also a young lady, the uh, the girl with pink hair. Yeah, mm. who we haven't met yet. And there are of course shots of Rohan drawing his windowsill, mm. and and we go you know through his books and stuff like that. Mm. What if? What if Rohan, as a recluse, hasn't experienced love yet? Ah. What if it's... How can I write a, a, a romance subplot in my manga, Pink Dark Boy, exactly. if I myself have never fallen in love? So it could just be, like, a nice little... Because, like, Josuke hasn't really got any ladies. Koichi only He's had... more of a pure love sort of guy. He's more of a guy. pure love sort of guy, right? Um, Okiyasu is constantly jealous of Koichi. Yeah. Jotaro, not really one for messing with the ladies. Jotaro seems like he's probably... Gonna die single and alone. I was gonna say, like, he's probably asexual. <laughs> just because <laughs> the only time he's ever interacted with a woman is either, like, saving his mum's life or yelling at them. Mm. Um, Not that asexual people have difficulty interacting with the opposite gender, but... They don't tend to sleep with he them. Just, he just hasn't expressed any interest in that sort yeah. of thing, is what I mean to say. Um, Joseph had a lady and has been around. And also he's like, like a robot, so... Yeah. Uh, and Jonathan had his true love, and that's all we've really experienced of love in the Joestar family, other than, like, familial... Susie Q. Oh, fucking Susie I wonder Q. how she's doing, having learned about Joseph's mm, infidelity. Escapades. Mm. Tomoko? 
Tomoko, true. She L- loves Joseph, possibly to an unhealthy degree, given what a shit bird he is. Yeah, so maybe this will be like a nice little... Man, you know what? I've noticed so, that... So, Rohan Kishibe's adventure. I reckon it's going to be a love tale. Okay. Possibly with the pink-haired lady, but uh, who even fucking knows... Um, where he like walks outside and Mori's like, I love this place. It's a beautiful, lovely coastal town with farmland, which is why I came here. <laughs> Much like Tonio. I should go see Tonio. Me. Kashibe Rohan. Yeah. So maybe he has his own little thing. May- okay, it's going to be one of two things, right? One, it's going to be he is just watching the group from afar as they have an adventure. Oh, so he's like, he's... Okay, so are, are, are they doing a stand battle? So, and- like, they could be doing a stand battle as he's watching on from, like, okay. a bush, being like, but it's such good material. See, I thought you were going to say it's, like, our first steps of Rohan getting out and experiencing the world, where he's like, I can't just be shut up in my manga studio. Well, this studio. is the second possibility. I need to go out into the town. Exactly. Where he's like, oh, you know what? I really haven't gone out into the town much, and I'm on this hiatus, so I may as well experience On account of all my broken bones. <laughs> exactly. So he has to, like, go off and experience things. And maybe, like, he actually went on hiatus, but then he's like, yo, can't you just fix me, Josuke? And Josuke will be all like, I can, but you're an For awesome. a price. Yeah. So maybe he has to do, like, so, something So Rohan's in traction on one of those beds with wheels, <laughs> and he's rolling through town looking for Josuke, yeah. trying to get him to fix his bones. Uh, what if it's like he's just out there either looking for love or looking for Josuke to fix him? And Josuke is like, oh, I'll fix you, but you need to do this thing for me. And that's how we rope in. You'll come here on the day of my, my nephew's wedding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Jonoro's getting married next episode. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> what? Oh, what if it was like Josuke sees a girl that he's like, ah, oh, you know, she's so cool. Maybe that's the pink haired lady. Now, um. And he's like, she's so cool. And obviously, like, obviously oh, Rohan what? finds Koichi quite fetching. Do you think he'll have a role in the episode? Maybe. All right, ask and answer. Maybe he found him fetching because he was the first stand user that he, like, encountered, you know? Because, like, he hadn't encountered any other stand users But it's definitely part of the pattern of, like, people meeting Koichi and being like, I like this guy. True. He's so respectable. True. Remember Tamami did it. Mm. Uh, Jotaro said some shit like that at some point. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, I don't know. I don't think he's going to be enamoured with Koichi for much longer, though. Okay. I think he's going to be, like, more broadly, like, wow, these stand users are amazing. What a wonderful community we have here. Yeah. So I reckon it's going to be him walking out into the world being like... Except for you, Hazamata. (laughs) No one can like him. Um, No one likes Hazamata. Pretty much. So he's going to be, like, walking off into the world and being like, ah, Ah, what a lovely day. See the baker going by with his tray of rolls. I can't remember how that song from Beauty and the Beast Neither goes. Neither can I. Anyway, Basically, she just disses uh, the town. And then someone's like, I need six eggs. And she's like, I'll take five. She's like, I need it. Six. <laughs> um, yeah, so he'll just be yeah, like and then he's going to meet Gaston, yeah. the stand user. Oh, God. So I reckon we're going to have him as the main character. Or he's going to be watching our main characters yeah. as they do something And like something he gets, else. he keeps getting interrupted as he's trying to get like that perfect. Yep. Exactly. And so it turns into this like elongated meta plot where he's like what do you want they end lady? up fighting like a dozen stand users over the course yes. of this episode but he never yes. gets to see the culmination and then he realises wait but the adventure that I had was my own oh, oh. this will make great manga yeah and so he has that realisation that maybe you know he doesn't have to rely on everyone maybe else. the real manga was his own experiences all along that was Araki's key lesson in mm, life yeah mm. what is life but a fleeting manga. pile of secrets <laughs> yeah sure you know, yeah, that's what I reckon is going to happen, most likely, is that he goes outside, tries to, like, find them. He's trying to watch them, but he gets caught up in his own little adventure. Do you think we'll get a new Mario landmark? Oh, fuck, I hope so. <laughs> oh, that'd be amazing. 
I don't think we will, but I really hope we do. That'd be great. All right. I think that's pretty comprehensive. Sick. So we'll see you next time for Kashibe Rohan's Adventure. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> if you like our show, uh, feel free to hit us up with correspondence on uh, Gmail. <laughs> Excuse me. Feel free to hit us up on Gmail uh, or Twitter at Jojo's Podcast with relevant ats and dot coms, etc. Nice. Um, haven't been doing so much of the correspondence in the show recently. That's just because we've really been running long in our general banter. But, yeah. you know, it's something that I keep an eye on and and I do bookmark things for when we have an episode where we Any aren't running long out? enough. Anything that you're oh, like... Oh, well, you'll oh. find out as we get to them. God damn it. Nikki right. boy. Okay. Uh, but I want me some correspondence. If you want to support us financially, you can get us at patreon.com slash Jojo's World. Or if you don't have the financial means to support us... It is genuinely very helpful to give us a rating and review on iTunes. That really boosts our sort of visibility. And also just telling people that it's like, of course, yo, yeah. check it, JJBA. But there's also a podcast. Like, you know, the rating takes a second to click a button. It's not hard. Uh, oh, but it's tricky. I went on a bit of a Twitter screen the other day because um, I, I... Yes. I, um, I... Go on. Help, I, I gave positive feedback to a radio station that played a friend's b- band. Okay. And then I, I, I didn't do it with any ulterior motive, but then I immediately took to Twitter afterwards like, hey, that was quick and easy and it felt nice. Basically, rate my podcast or I hate you. <laughs> oh, Liam. <laughs> Not to them, just in general. Yeah. But still. <laughs> anyway, uh, until next time for Kishibe Rohan's <laughs> Adventure, I've been Liam S. Smith. And I'm Nick Ballantyne. To, to be, be continued. continued.